You know, as we begin this brand new year, it's a good time to just reevaluate your life, right? It's a good time to just take, take note and say, how did I do in 2019? How, how, did, how did I live my life? How productive, how effective I was? Was I, was I on target? Did, did, I, uh, did I squander that year? Did I use that year for God's glory and for the best, uh, the best use of my life? You know, as we begin this new year, we want to think about that. And, and we're going to begin a series this morning that's kind of wrapped around that. And for the next several weeks, we're going to be unfolding uh, this, this, uh, this series, and which should help us to, to get laser-like focus in this brand new year. Amen? How many of you believe that God wants to speak to you this morning? And He wants to... He wants to sp- How many of you believe He's alive? He's not dead. We're not serving a, a statue. We're not serving a God that's in the grave or still hanging on the cross. Thank God He's off the cross. He's out of the grave. And He's alive. Amen. And, and not only He's alive, He speaks to us. And He's intricately involved in our lives if we'll just be aware of it. Amen. Father, I pray, help me to teach and preach your word today. Lord, bless the hearts of those that are hearing your word. Lord, stir our hearts, Lord, as we just uh, submit ourselves to your word today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, today we're going to begin a series called Vision 2020. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a play on, on the calendar year of never again. Will we have the year 2020? Whenever they have another week, not going to be around, right? But 2020, and so in this series, we're doing a play on those words, Vision 2020, the power of a focused life. You know, uh, it's a series talking about really, you know, focusing our lives. And um, in, in Habakkuk 2.2, it says, The Lord answered and said unto me, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens towards the goal, and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it. It will certainly come. It will not delay. Now, we know how important natural vision is to live a healthy and effective life, right? In the natural, 2020 vision has, uh, has the uh, physical ability to help you negotiate life and to live, uh, you know, an effective life. And if you have natural, physical, 20-20 vision, how many of you know it gives you an advantage, right? Like, you know, I, I don't wear them because I don't like them, but I have two problems with vision. I can't see close and I can't see far. But other than that, I'm all right, you know? But, you know, I didn't know that I was struggling until I got my eyes checked and I found out I did not have 20-20 vision. And 20-20 vision is whenever you can see clear at 20 yards away. Well, I found out that I needed some help. I needed some, some enhancement, right? <laughs> and so, you know, so it's important, you know, especially when you're driving, that you have good vision, right? Can I get a better amen? Well, you know, it's even more important than having physical 2020 vision is having spiritual 
2020 vision. Having God-given 2020 vision for your life in this new year will give you a great advantage in life, right? It'll give you, it'll help you to live a healthier life, a more productive life, a more fruitful life. And so in this series, we're going to talk about, and we're going to explore four different aspects of vision. One, today, we're going to talk about the power of 2020 vision. Next week, we're going to talk about conquering your God-given vision. In week three, we're going to talk about enlarging your personal vision. And in week four, we're going to talk about being patient with vision. How many of you know you got to be patient when it comes to vision? But let's begin this morning talking about the power of 2020 vision. Obviously, when you think about 2020 vision in the natural, you're talking about clarity. You're talking about the ability to see plainly. And, and just like in the natural, in the spiritual, we need clarity of vision. We, we, need, we need better ability to know what in the world is going on, right? And so what we're talking about today, God-given spiritual vision is what we need. Because if you got God-given spiritual vision, you're going to have a huge advantage in life. You're going to live your life productive. You're going to make 2020 count for God's kingdom and for God's glory. Amen? So what is spiritual 2020 vision? Spiritual vision is understanding God's clear plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, most of you know it, but it says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Don't you love that verse? That's an incredible verse. God has a special plan for each and every one of us, right? You are not a mistake, you know, somebody might have said you were a mistake. Your parents might have said you were an accident. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. God wanted you to be here, and he's got a plan for your life. Amen. His plans are a good plan. His plans are to prosper you. His plans are to give you a future and a hope. He's not a God that's trying to make your life miserable. He's a God that wants your life to be productive and fulfilling. Amen. And so do you know what God's plan is for your life? Do you have any clue? Most people don't know exactly. Some people say, I kind of have an idea. I can see it kind of fuzzy, you know. I don't, but I don't see it clearly. And so, you know, wouldn't it be better if we got a clear vision of what God has for us? And so most people don't know exactly. And that's why we need to ask God to give us 2020 vision. Are y'all still with me? 2020 spiritual vision is when you begin to understand more clearly what God's plan is for your life. And it's also knowing and following God's perfect will for your life. How many of you know God's got a will for your life? Every one of us. Romans 12 and 1 says, don't be conformed to this world, don't, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is, what is, what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. What is the perfect will of God? It's living your life as God desires you to live it. It's living your life as God would want you to live it. You know, you can live your life not as God would desire, not as God would want, 
When you talk about the will of God, the will of God is whenever you're doing and living your life the way God wants you to live your life. Do you think you're living your life the way that God wants you to? Now, if I had to answer that question, which I will, I would say, I, I, I hope so. I want to, I, I, maybe in some areas, but I want every area of my life to line up with the perfect will of God. What about you? Amen. Now, there's two parts of the will of God. First, there's the general will of God, which is the sovereign corporate will of God, which is for all of us. God has the same will for you as he has for me in some areas. Like, for example, it's God's will for me as well as for you to love him with all our heart, mind, and soul and to love our neighbor as ourselves. It's God's will for me and it's God's will for you. Amen. That's the corporate will of God. But then there's the specific will of God, which is it's God's desired intended will for my life individually. And God has an intended will for your life individually. And it's not going to be the same for me as it is for you. Amen. Now, listen, everybody's going to want to tell you what God's will is for your life. But listen, only God knows what his will is for your life. Your mama don't know. Your brother don't know. Your sister don't know. Only God knows. Amen. And everybody will have a will for your life, but you want to know what God's will is for your life. Amen? You know, the perfect will of God for me may be, uh, you know, full-time ministry, but for you, it might be running a business. It may be, you know, a stay-at-home mom. For God's will for your life is, is specific. It's individualized. And man, if we can find the perfect will of God and walk in the perfect will of God, that's the sweet spot. See, that's, that's where you're going to have grease on your wheels. That's where you're going to be going, you're going to be making some headway and you're going to be advancing and not retracting in your life. Amen. Come on. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen right now. Amen. And so listen, the specific will of God, having 2020 spiritual vision is you, when you begin to know more clearly, man, this is what God wants me to do. And, and by the way, God's fullest blessing and favor comes as we walk closer to his perfect will. And so finally, spiritual vision is understanding God's purpose for your life. You know, Proverbs 16, 4 says, the Lord has made everything for his own purposes. In other words, he's got a reason why you're on this planet. And so God made everything, everything with a specific purpose, and he's got a specific purpose for you. It has, he has a specific job for you to do. Amen? Now, you know, whenever you say that, even in church, people are like, oh, I don't know. Because we're serving a God up there somewhere out in the galaxies. No, God's alive. He didn't wind us up and put us on this earth for us to just clap around like a, you know, you know what I'm saying with one of them. You know, I don't know what they are, toys or whatever, right? God put us on this earth. He put us on this globe, and he's got a mission for us. Come on, if you hear anything I say today, God's got a mission for your life. God's got a purpose for your life. God wants you to do something with your life. Amen. And so listen, do you know what's your purpose? Do you know why you were born? Do you know why you exist on this planet? See, we need to know this game. We need to seek it out because God created us with a special purpose. And the more we try to figure that out, the better life is going to be for us. And that's the reason why we're talking about this. You know, my heart is for you and I both to have a great 2020. 
You know, my heart is that you would have a great year, that you would go, you would make headway, that whatever level of fulfillment and, and blessing in your life that you're living right now, that you would just go to another level. Amen. Don't you want that for me too? I hope you do. Hey, I like that. That was good. That was a good hearty amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So listen, every human being was created to accomplish something specific and special that no one else can accomplish. And your purpose is what you were born for. It's what God created you to accomplish. What does purpose have to do with vision? Well, vision is whenever you begin to see what God's purpose is for your life. See, it's not natural vision, it's spiritual vision. You see, there's a lot of people that live their life with good natural vision, but absent of spiritual vision. And just like in the natural, if you don't have physical vision, you walk around bumping into things, or you need some help to get you around. In, in the spirit realm, there are people bumping their heads. There are people running into stuff. There are people that are walking around in darkness because they have no spiritual vision. God wants us to have spiritual vision. Amen? Vision is having a mental picture of what God wants you to do. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit in the human heart. It's seeing your future, your destiny, before it ever comes into being. That's spiritual vision. Eyesight is the function of natural eyes, but vision is the function of spiritual eyes of your heart. Amen? Spiritual vision is when God begins to reveal to you his specific purpose and reason for your existence in life. And I truly believe that the greatest gift ever given to mankind is not the gift of physical sight, but the gift of spiritual vision. Amen? And so, unfortunately, many people live their lives without it, not knowing their purpose or not having any God-given vision. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, without vision, he, perish means to die. When you don't have any vision, you die. You die emotionally. You die physically. You die spiritually. You die mentally. And so there are people that are getting up out of their bed today and they have no vision and they're not excited about 2020. But my friends, if they could just get spiritual vision, they would jump out of bed on Monday morning because they'll know that they have something greater to accomplish than to just go clock in and play and work for eight hours and clock out. God has a plan for us all. Amen. You know, Helen Keller, who was, who was physically blind, said worse than being blind would be able to see but not have any vision. We got to have vision. So why is spiritual vision so necessary and important? Let me just give you quickly just a few things. Number one, it keeps you from squandering your life by focusing your life. In Ephesians 5.17, it says, don't be foolish with your lives, but learn what the Lord wants you to do. In other words, he's saying, don't squander your lives by living your life aimlessly. You know, aimless living is whenever you get up and you just, you know, lick your finger and put it out in the wind and see which way the wind's blowing, and then you just go that way. That's aimless living. And somebody said, if you live your life aimlessly, you're going to hit it every time. 
And so, listen, don't live your life without focus. Live your life on purpose. Live your life with goals. Live, live your life with ambition. Amen. Don't live your life without knowing what God has for you. Come on, you need to know what God has for you. Amen. If you want to make a difference with your life, you got to have focus, right? You know, light is a great example. Diffuse light is, you know, doesn't hurt anything. But when you magnify light, you can catch a, you can catch leaves on fire. You can catch paper. And if you, if you focus light even further into a laser beam, it will cut steel. And you see, so listen, you know, a life that is focused is like a laser beam. It's like a laser beam. There's no telling what it might accomplish. And we look at people that accomplish things and we say, man, how did they do that? Focus. They got intention. They got direction. And so listen, I want to encourage you today. It's a brand new year, man. We're just five days in. Come on, how about we put on our 2020 glasses on this morning, amen? And focus in our life. The men and women who had the greatest impact on our society have been men and women who had focused lives. If you want to make a difference, you got to focus your life. Spiritual vision determines your destiny. If you don't have any vision, you're not going to go very far. Because spiritual vision sets you free from limitations that your eyes can see. It puts you in another realm. It gets you beyond the natural realm into the spiritual realm. Amen? Spiritual vision allows you to see further and in greater dimensions than your natural eyes. It allows you to enter into territories that your natural eyes would never allow you to go in. Amen. When you get a vision inside of you, man, there's no stopping you, right? There's nothing. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's raining or if it's cloudy or if the sun's shining. When you got a vision on the inside of you, you're going to get up before the crack of dawn and you're going to start working on that vision and you're going to think about that vision and you're going to put energy in that vision until that vision comes to pass. Amen? There's no limits that you can't accomplish with your life if you have vision. Right? What's your vision? You know, when you think about, remember Martha Luther King. You know, he was one of the main leaders in the civil rights movement. And he's accredited for being the main influence that changed segregation and slavery, right? And he's most famous for saying this. I have a dream, right? That one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former sons of slave owners will be able to sit down together at a table of brotherhood. Martin Luther King changed millions of lives for generations to come because he had a dream. He had a vision. Now, you might not care much about that, but if you don't care nothing about it, you must not know the heartbeat of God. Amen? Because the heartbeat of God is for nobody to be oppressed, for everybody to be set free, for everybody to be treated equally, for everybody to be loved. You need a dream. Amen? That's what you need, is you need a dream. What's your vision? What's your dream for your life? What's your passion that's burning in your heart that the Lord wants you to do? That's what I want to know. 
You know, the apostle Paul, who almost single-handedly spread the gospel throughout the Roman Empire, lived a life of spiritual vision and focus. And he said in Philippians 3.13, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. He lived with focus. Paul lived a powerful life because he lived a focused life. And like Paul, if we want our life to be powerful and impactful, we got to live our life with focus. Amen. There's nothing like quite like living with a life of spiritual vision and focus in your life. Your vision determines your destiny. Amen. I could just close in prayer right now and just think about Selah. Think about that. A third reason we need to spiritual vision for the new year is spiritual vision gives your life meaning and fulfillment. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, it's living life without meaning or purpose. That's the greatest tragedy. People die way before they breathe their last. Without vision of the future, your life loses meaning and purpose. Now you talk to me, you tell me, is life fulfilling by just going to work? from eight to five or seven to four or whatever it is, day in and day out and making a paycheck and go pay that light bill and paying that grocery bill and getting up the next day and going clock in again and paying that food bill. And is that fulfilling in life? No, that's never going to fulfill your life. You got to have something greater than that to make your heart beat, to make your life tick. You got to have a purpose and you got to have a vision. Amen. A lack of meaning leads to depression and a lack of hope. And if you, if you've lost, if you've lost that, then you've lost a great blessing in your life. Amen. And so, uh, Tanya, would you hand me them notes right here? See, the devil's trying to make me lose my purpose and he's making my iPad freeze up on me, but I got a plan B. Amen. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, I, I spiritualized it anyway, amen. Let me see if I can find where I'm at now. So spiritual vision determines your destiny, right? <laughs> What's your vision? What's your dream for your life? What's your passion? What's burning in your heart? If you could do anything, if resources wasn't an option, what would you do? The Apostle Paul had vision. A third reason we need spiritual vision is vision gives your life meaning and importance. Job lost his vision. And this is what he said in Job 7, 6. My life drags by day after hopeless day. My life is but a breath and nothing good is left. How many of you know that's depressing right there? Verse 16. I hate my life. Oh, let me alone for these few remaining days. See, Job was hating life because he lost vision. The problem was just Job lost the reason why God had put him on the planet. Listen, when you have vision for your life, you get infused with hope. You get infused and filled with excitement and enthusiasm for life. When you know what God's plan and purpose and will is for your life, it gives you a sense of excitement about life. A fourth reason we need spiritual vision is spiritual vision prepares you for eternity. 
In Romans 14, 10, it says, remember, we'll all stand before the judgment seat of God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. You know, some people don't want any accountability. Don't tell me what to do. Don't be checking my email. Don't be looking at my phone. Well, listen, one day we're going to have to give an account. And he's going to look at your email, and he's going to look at your Instagram, and he's going to look at your Snapchat, and he's going to look at all of it. Amen? The Bible makes it clear we'll all have to face the judgment seat of God, and God will, and then we'll have to give an account. One day we're going to meet our maker, and we'll all have to pass God's two-question test. Number one, what did you do with my son Jesus Christ? And number two, what did you do with the life I gave you? What did you do with the gifts and the talents and the opportunities, the energy, the relationships, the resources? How did you spend them? Did you spend them on yourself or did you use them for my purpose and for my glory? You see, spiritual vision for your life helps prepare you for eternity. It helps you to live life focused on God's purpose, plan, and will for your life. Does this make sense? There's basically three kinds of people in this room today. One, some of you have vision. You know what God wants you to do, but you need some more clarity. You, you need, I, I want to see more clearly, Lord. You have an idea of what God wants you to do, but you're just looking for more understanding, more specific. You know, remember that guy Jesus prayed for that was blind? He prayed for him and he said, how you doing? He said, well, I see people kind of walking around like trees. Remember that? And he prayed for him again, and he's like, oh, he could see clearly. See, some of us, we just need to see more clearly. Some of us, to be honest, number two, you have never had God's vision for your life. Or excuse me, number two, you've, you, you have vision or had vision, but you need refreshed vision or renewed vision for your life. At one time, you, you knew what God wanted you to do, and you were doing what God wanted you to do, but somewhere along the way, you lost your way. You lost your vision. Through season changes, life changes, you know, different situations and circumstances, sometimes tragedy and, and hardship and trials and tribulations like Job. So that's what happened with Job. Job had vision, he lost vision when he went through this difficult time. And what you need is renewed vision. You need refocused vision. It's kind of like the prodigal son. He was in the father's house. He was serving the father, but somewhere along the way, he ended up in the pig's pen. He, and then he came to his senses. He got a renewed vision. And he said, man, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And he went back to doing what God wanted him to do. And then thirdly, some of you, to be honest, you've never had God's vision for your life but you really desire it. You want it. And see, Nicodemus was a religious leader, and he said to the Lord, Lord, how do I inherit the kingdom of God? He was saying, Lord, would you give me vision? Because my life is dragging by day after hopeless day. I'm tired of just getting up, going to work and made a paycheck and work for 65 years and then get a Rolex watch and a pension. And so what? It's got to be more to it than that. Amen. And so, number one, number one, some of you have had vision, but you've lost it. Some of you need reviewed, renewed, refreshed. Some of you never had it. And so I just want to encourage you today. There is power in spiritual vision. 
Listen, don't just live your life going to work. Now, if you're, an, if you're a business owner, easy now. The Bible says everything you do, do it for the glory of God. Do it for the Lord. Don't show up tomorrow morning just because you got a job. Show up tomorrow morning because God gave you something to put your hand to do and do it with all your might. Do it for his kingdom and for his glory. Go to work for him. And I'm promising you, you're going to go to work with a new bounce in your step tomorrow morning. Amen. Yes, amen. So how do you get vision, improve your vision, or receive renewed vision in this new year? Let me just give you a couple of suggestions and then we'll be done. Number one, I encourage you, get further knowledge of God's will for your life and attend the next steps class. In Hosea 4 and verse 6, it says this, my people are destroyed from la for lack of knowledge. Now, remember we said there's God's perfect will and there's God's general will. You know, there's things that you got to learn that are generally what you need to do, like love your neighbor, like not live in sin. That's general the will of God. Some people, they don't know how to walk in the will of God because they don't know the will of God. They don't know how God wired them. They don't know what gifts they have in them. The next steps is designed to help you learn what the will of God is, to get vision for your life. It's not going to be the all in all, but it's a place to start. It launches you off the springboard. Amen. And they have one of these after every service, every weekend, right across from the Kids Life building. I encourage you, if you hadn't been, get in the next steps class. It's 101. Amen. But number two, ask God to open your spiritual eyes so you can see through his spirit. You know, 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us, how? By his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep, Things of God. See, it's the Holy Spirit that reveals God's specific vision for our lives and allows us to see. You know, when God gives us vision, it's not like we get this, you know, you know, some people, they, in the spirit, they'll have pictures or, you know, like physical pictures. And, and you know, sometimes people get vision from God while they sleep because their mind's out of the way. And then he can finally just like, okay, why your mind shut down? Let me show you. Amen? But you know, God writes on our spirit. He begins to impress our spirit. We are spirit beings. We're born of the spirit of God. And his spirit begins to impress upon us, give us desires, passions, goals. He begins to show us things that, we, that were right before us, but we never saw it before. And then we go, ah, wow. And it starts to formulate, but it happens in the spirit. That's why we constantly need to be asking God, God, fill me with your spirit. Holy Spirit, come and stir my heart. 
Jesus said, a natural father gives the Holy Spirit. A natural father gives good gifts to his kids. How much will the heavenly father give the spirit to those who ask him, Lord, I want to be filled with your spirit. I don't want to walk by my feelings, by my emotions. I want to be led by the spirit of the living God. That's a safe place to live. Amen. And so I want to encourage you. Listen, John the Revelator, remember, who received many visions. The whole book of the book of Revelation is one vision after another. John received that. And the Bible says that it came about because he was in the presence of the Holy Spirit. It says in Revelations 1.10, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, I saying, write in a book what you see, send it to the seven churches, Ephesus, Myrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and, and Laodicea. The Holy Spirit gave him the vision. And we have the book of Revelation. I wonder what God wants to reveal to me and you. If we'll just open up our spirit, right? Third way to improve vision for your life is by seeking God through fasting and prayer. See, this whole thing culminates with what we're about to kick off here on Monday morning. But I want you to understand the importance of it because your natural man is not going to want to come up here to a prayer meeting. I went to church Sunday. Why would I need to go to church again this month? Well, you can walk by your spiritual sight or you can walk or your natural sight or you can walk with spiritual sight. If you want to live by spiritual sight and reach your destiny, you need more than physical sight. You need the sight 2020 vision from God. That's why. And there is absolutely nothing that is more important than having a vision from God in your spirit, man. It's going to lead you on the right path in 2020. Amen. You know, Habakkuk, when he desperately needed a vision from God, set his heart to seek the Lord through prayer. And that's where Habakkuk 2.1 comes in. I will stand on my guard post, station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I am reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision, inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens towards the goal. It will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. Vision came to the prophet as he was seeking the Lord. The prophet Daniel, remember Daniel, he desperately needed vision from God. He set his heart to seek the Lord. He was getting these visions. He had no idea what they meant. And so he started fasting and praying for 21 days and God answered him. In Daniel 9, it says, so three, so I turned to the Lord God and I placed and I pleaded with him in prayer and petition in fasting and in sackcloth and in ashes. Verse 20, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, making my request to the Lord, my God from his holy hill, while I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the early vision came to me in a swift flight about the time of evening sacrifice. And he instructed me and said, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. As soon as you begin to pray, an answer was given, which I come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the message and understand the vision. Wow, wouldn't it be great for God to give us greater insight and understanding of our purpose 
and God's will for our life. You know, excuse me for a minute. Do you realize how incredible special we are that the creator of the universe would even take the time to want to guide our life? To want to even help us out with life? I mean, you know, you might know some powerful people. You might know some superstars. You might like to get to know some superstars. Listen, none of those people that, you, that we were on this earth that we would want to honor or we want to respect, they could not exist without a heartbeat from the Creator, God. And that very God that created us all, He's the one that says, listen, if you'll seek me, I'm going to guide your life, and I promise you, I'm going to keep you out of the ditch. I'm going to keep you out of the woods. Whenever the enemy will try to knock you down, I'm going to come alongside of you and I'm going to propel you to your destiny so that you'll live your life and you'll have the best life you could ever live because I come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly and it's the best life to live. Amen and amen and amen. And then finally, the prophet Joe, he was called upon to lead the nation of Israel that drifted away from God. And all of a sudden, there was all these plagues coming on them. The locusts were eating all their fields. Life wasn't going good. The prophet Joel was called on by the Lord to lead the nation of Israel. And this is what he said in Joel chapter 2 and verse 15. Blow a trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Proclaim a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and the nursing infants. Let the bridegrooms come kind of out of his room and the brides out of her bridal chambers. The prophet Joel called the entire nation to a time of prayer and fasting so that they could be healed. And the promise, the promise is, I'm going to restore to you what the canker worm has eaten. I'm going to restore to you what the locust has stolen. Come on, he's a God of renewal. He's a God of restoration. He's a God of second chances. He's a God of abundance. He's a God of prosperity. He's a God of favor. He's a God of blessing. Amen. He's a God that wants to help his people. If you and I will just humble ourselves and say, God, I need you. I need your help. And I'm willing to give up a meal. I'm willing to give up an evening. I'm willing to give up a morning to seek your face. There's no telling what God might do for you and I. Amen. Come on, if y'all agree, Say amen. 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 That's why 21 days of prayer and fasting, starting tomorrow morning, 6.30, 12 noon, 6.30 p.m., 6 a.m., 12 noon, 6.30 p.m. For the first week, we'll have three prayer meetings a day. The reason is some of you might be able to come to noon, some maybe in the evening, some in the morning. We're going to be here leading prayer meetings. I need your help. I'm, Tanya and I are going to be fasting and praying. We want clarity. We want 2020 vision. I got one life to live. It's not a dress rehearsal. Whenever it's done, it's done. I'm hoping whenever I'm laying in a casket that somebody be able to say, Todd, I'm glad you had vision. Todd, I'm glad you had vision for God's kingdom. My life has been changed for it. Amen. Come on, what about you? Don't you want your life to count? Don't you want your life to make a difference? Come on, don't you want to be free from oppression, depression, discouragement, the power of the enemy, darkness, and what this world has to offer, and to be set free to serve the living God? I know you do, amen. Come on, won't you stand with me this morning?
And I want to encourage you. Obviously, this is a voluntary deal. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, it's up to you. But I just want to encourage you. I've done my best this morning to try to stir you up, motivate you. You know, to be honest with you, it's the worst and the best time of year for me. I don't like to fast. In fact, I like to eat. How about you? I do not like to fast. I would rather take a licking than fast. But you know what? It's the time where my vision gets clear, where my heart gets tenderized, where the presence of God gets stronger. The love of God fills my heart. And I'm the most content than any other time in my life. You could give me millions of dollars. You can give me boats, cars, houses. You can give me everything the world has to offer. But nothing, nothing compares to having the peace and presence of the living God in your life. I would love for you to have a great 2020. I encourage you, seek spiritual vision. Spend time. We have resources in the lobby. We have, you know, some of you maybe never heard of fasting, don't know much about it. Daniel, he didn't eat any king's foods. He stayed away from king's cakes and um, (laughs) stuff like that, you know. And he ate Daniel's food, you know, like salads or whatever, you know. And God spoke to him. God revealed himself to him. Would you bow your head with me? Before you can ever receive vision from God, you've got to surrender to God. The first thing God speaks to your heart is that you're a sinner, you need forgiveness, and you need to turn to me. And you might be here today and saying, Todd, I'm in church today because I want a greater year. And I don't know the Lord personally. I've never surrendered to him, but I'm ready to give my all to him. If that's you with everybody's head bowed and just respecting everybody around, if that's you and you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I'm ready to give my life to Christ. Just raise your hand. Just raise it quickly. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand, ma'am. I see your hand over here, right here. I see your hand. Just hold it up. Just hold it up and say, that's me. That's me. Thank you, Lord. Those of you that just raised your hand, let's pray together. Listen, you got to mean it from your heart. I'll just give you some words to say, but you just mean it sincerely and just say this to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've sinned, but I do know you forgive. And I'm asking you to forgive me. Lord Jesus, I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering my life to you. Lord Jesus, I need your help. I need your guidance. Lord, would you forgive me? Cleanse me. Come into my heart. Empower me with your spirit. Give me spiritual vision that I might be able to live my life for you. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into your family. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Those of you that that raised your hand, that prayed that prayer. It's the greatest prayer you could ever pray. Amen. Now, let me just pray a blessing, a favor and grace. And I was reading in the scriptures a couple days ago that a spirit of, uh, of prayer and grace was upon. I need grace to fast. Okay, so would you pray with me? And I'll pray with you that 
the spirit will win out over our flesh. Amen. Father, I pray the grace for fasting and prayer today. Lord, give us the victory and help us to seek you like never before. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a great, great day.